Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5 Minute Major, and welcome to HV Pucks Overtime. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is 100% free and available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks Overtime is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. And by now, you know that one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently had the opportunity to chat with Matt Brown co-author of Line Change, a true story of resilience in the face of adversity. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I am pleased to be joined by Matt Brown, co-author of Line Change, a true story of resilience in the face of adversity. And I have to tell you, if you looked in the dictionary under the word perseverance, Matt's picture would be there. His story is so inspirational, and I am absolutely thrilled that he has taken some time out to speak with me tonight. Matt, how's it going? Wonderful. Thank you for the kind words and opening. Uh, it, it, my, like I said, it, it like we talked about before I started recording, just having you on after reading your book and, and learning more about what you're all about, this is absolutely my pleasure. Um, let's jump right into it. What was your inspiration for writing Line Change? So I think, you know, inspiration and like, for writing it and kind of how I met Todd overlap a little bit. Okay. Uh, Todd Sivan, my co-author. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I met Todd Sivan um, back in 2011. Um, it was actually Andrew Ferris's day with the Stanley Cup. Okay. And, and he so graciously invited my family out. And the way the day started was that, you know, we went to uh, Spalding uh, Rehab Hospital during the day. He would bring, um, he brought the Stanley Cup to uh, the hospital so all the patients could see it, have their day with it. And, you know, along with us, you know, uh, Team White was invited and, uh, you know, Rick and Dick White, the uh, father-son uh, duo marathon team. Sure, yeah, yes. Um, so Todd was part of Team White and actually... Um, did a book with the Hoyts, uh, one letter at a time. Nice. So, so, you know, we all go in and Todd knew my story a little bit, heard about the story. This was only about a year and a half after I got hurt. And he kind of, and we started, we strike up a conversation. He kind of, you know, tosses it out, you know, you know, Matt, you, you should write a book. And I gave some thought, you know, I was blown away and, you know, I kind of just forgot about it, but I would. Uh, every year at the marathon, because one of the things that I picked up after I got hurt was running the marathon with a duo partner, and Todd being part of Team Hoyt. You know, I, I'd see him every year, and during all of our conversations, he 
kind of throw in. He'd mention it, you know, he'd write a book. And I thought, like, man, I, I think that'd be really cool. But I, I wasn't ready. Year after year, he'd say it. I said, nope, not ready yet, not ready yet. Um, and then, you know, fast forward all the way through college, I senior spring, maybe beginning of April, I really started to give it some thought. And it was kind of at the point where I, I had to because if I was going to go home and, um, you know, go home uh, without, a, without a degree, uh, with a degree and nothing planned, you know, my parents were going to absolutely kill me. Right. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. And thank goodness that uh, you took Todd up on his offer. And that's how you and I ultimately became connected. Todd reached out to me not too long after the book was released and said, you know, I have this book. I think it would be great for your audience, um, you know, if you were able to interview Matt. So again, I think it's it's, it's such a compelling read. Um, and, and I really do appreciate, again, you coming on uh, this evening. Um, this is going to sound like a silly question. Question, but uh, I'd love to hear your response to it anyway. How has the response been to the book since its release? I mean, I, I say it's a silly question because I know how I reacted, and I would assume everybody's reacting the same way uh, that I did. Um, it, it, it's truly been uh, surreal. Our target audience, you know, when we started was ages 14 to 25, kids going to middle school, high school, and college facing those everyday adversities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just come at those ages. Uh, but the truth is, you know, we've received messages from people of all ages, hmm. parents, you know, people, uh, like I said, of all ages. And it's they're truly connecting with the messages that are in there um, and they're, they're enjoying it. You know, you can see it on their faces when, you know, when, you know, they say it, you know, they've really they really enjoyed it. Um, so it's, it's been great. Uh I'm being invited to speak at places and, um, you know, we've, we're already on our second, uh, reprint. Uh, it, it it's been, it, it's been great. That's phenomenal. That's absolutely fabulous. And I'm going to make sure that before we end, I give everybody all your contact information, how to order the book and how to follow you on, on not oh, only great. the internet, but also certainly on social media. And this kind of ties into my next question. Is there a person, and I'm sure there is an answer to this. Is there a person you've met whose reaction to the book has really just stuck with you? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think, one of the coolest things was is that um, I, I've become I, I've luckily and it, it's really cool I, I've become very close with uh, Patrice Bergeron and yep. um, and we can get into him you know later on down the road Certainly. Uh, sure but um, you know I, I, I was in a, I was it was actually an away game I went to a, I went to the Vegas Knights game Ooh. in Vegas nice. and I got to go down to. Um, I, I, I scored some passes to go down and see him after the game. And this was a couple uh, weeks after we had given him and some of the guys on the team the book. And he, he came out, you know, just we were catching up. And he said, he's like, you know, I've, uh, I started your book. And me and, um, me and some of the guys were reading it, um, you know, on the flights. And that, that was really cool. That yeah. was one that, that um, struck out to me, uh, stuck out to me. And I was really... Um, kind of blown away by that. Yeah, I can I can only imagine especially growing up a Bruins fan, growing up, you know, in that part of the state and and all of all the the people you've been able to interact with and connect with since uh since the book came out. Um it really is an interesting read and I'd like to just 
hear from you a little bit about the the process, you know, how long it took to write the book. And then, uh, and then I have a follow-up question to that too. So can you kind of take us through that process, Matt? Oh, absolutely. So, so going back to, you know, back to that senior spring, yep. I, when I, I realized I, I had to get some thought. So I, you know, rambled, I, you know, just rambled on Microsoft Word, maybe 40 pages of just memories and, you know, things that I, I wanted in the book and <laughs> what the chapters would be like, how it would flow. And I contradicted myself in that I, I retold stories. I, I remembered stuff. So I really just rambled. And uh, after, I gradu- after I graduated, maybe three weeks went by, and I sent Todd a message. And I said, it's time. Hmm. And, uh, you know, and Todd was a little busy that summer, but I sent him what I had. Right. And, uh, and he said, this is how you write a book. And so what, what we would do starting that fall, um, every Saturday we would have a call. Um, he would read through what I wrote hmm. and ask questions. Um, and this whole time we were recording everything. Right. So, so we recorded everything all about just getting detail out, getting all the detail out. Um, so he would send me the recording. I would type that up and send back just so it was so much easier for us to go through and, you know, you know, find stuff and, uh, you know, have everything, you know, in front of us. And you know, it was really just, you know, taking that and copying, pasting some lines and, you know, adding some transitions. And we did that for about a year and a half. Right. Uh, and before you knew it, you know, I, I, I say, you know, put pen to paper but it was really fingertips to keyboard sure. um we started knocking off chapters and chapters and chapters um and i'll, I'll always remember it was a uh, christmas christmas morning in 2017 yeah 2017 and you know todd called and said uh are you sitting down i said well of course i am and we, 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 we both had a chuckle sure um and he read me the first chapter. Oh, that's great. That's he, so great. He read great. me the first chapter. And oh. I, uh, I I was blown away. And, you know, the chapter ends and he's reading it to me. And, and all I could think to myself was, what happens next to this kid? Right. What ha- what happens to this kid? Um, and, and I was like, well, you know, and I realized that it's me. Um, but it, it was then that I knew that this book is going to hook people. Um, that to want more. And, um, you know, so it was, that was really cool. Absolutely. I have to, like I said, before we started recording, I felt like I was the way it was written. I felt like I was in the locker room with you and your buddies before the game. Uh, I felt like I was in the ER. I felt like I was, you know, with you when you were going through rehab, uh, in Georgia. Uh, you know, so again, uh, and one of the things I really enjoyed about your book was how you had different individuals from your life share their perspectives and experiences during your recovery. So, you know, what was it like to work with your parents, your sister and like other key figures in your life, like Dennis, the, the nurse from the ER, you know, Tyler, um, who was the player on the opposing team that, that injured you, um, you know, just through a regular routine hockey play too. Like for people that aren't familiar with your story, this was a regular routine hockey play. It wasn't like a vicious or malicious hit. Um, so I think it's important certainly to, to put that out there and we can talk a little bit more about Tyler uh, in a bit. And certainly then you also had Wesley, um, you know, as part of your book too. So I just, all those different characters what was it like you know just again that to get their input and work with them a little bit 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I never, I, I think we, I don't think we started out the process thinking, all right, we're going to have these intermissions. Right. Um, but just going through and talking and answering these questions and having these people come up repeatedly at such crucial times, um, it, it, it became a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Todd worked with, you know, we both worked, uh, Todd worked with like Dennis, Tyler and Wes and, um, and, you know, and my parents, but, uh, I was more, uh, working with like, uh, my parents and my sister. Sure. Sure. And, and I'll tell you, you know, we did it the same way. Um, we typed up a bunch of questions and I sent a bunch of, you know, stuff, uh, uh memories and, you know, Todd interviewed them and then would send me the recording and I'll tell you, you know, hearing that recording um, and having to transcribe it, huh. you know, what was was hard. It, yeah. it, it was really hard because you you could hear you you, you listen to, you know, happiness. There was there was a lot of happiness, sure, um, but the hurt and yeah. uh, and there was sadness and um, but, so it, it was tough. It, it was tough, but it, I, I think what people have enjoyed and the feedback we've gotten was that it was real. You know, what they read, they could feel it, it was real. Um, and it really, you know, really had an impact on the readers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was one of the things I really did enjoy. Not only is your story inspirational and compelling, and it, you know, I couldn't put the book down, but, and I like the term that you use, those intermissions, you know, hearing from your parents, hearing from those other key figures in your life that were there during your recovery and afterwards, I mean, just really added an extra layer to uh, to the book and to your story overall. So how important was it for you during the healing process, you know, to reach out to Tyler, you know, as part of your recovery and, and how important do you think it was for him as well? Uh, great question. I, one of the, you know, not interesting and, you know, funny, but one of the things that happened when I was at Sheldon's, this was only a couple of weeks after I got hurt. You know, I, I was a big, you know, wanting to, you know, talk with people and, and at, at all hours of all hours of the night. Right. And I remember it was 530 in the morning, you know, 430, 530 in the morning. And the doctors were starting to get a little you know, loud. Doctors were starting to walk around. And I called my mom over and I did the what I normally did, I asked why a lot, like, why me? Why did this happen to me? Sure. Um, and, and she, you know, gave all the correct mother answers. And, you know, I, I, something hit me that something changed and something struck, struck me that time. Um, and I, I, I asked, I said, uh, what about the boy from Weymouth? How's he doing? Hmm. Um, and it, it, it struck me that, you know, it, it was a complete accident. Right. And, you know, there was no malicious intent. Yep. Uh, a split second the other way, I could have been, you know, behind him racing for the puck. Sure. You know, we were playing the game hard. Our bodies collided, and I lost my footing, went into the boards. Um, so it, it, it was a, it, it was you know important, you know, you know, to let him know that. And I told it, and, and I told her I, I told her I wanted to see him, and she said absolutely not. Huh. And not that, not that we were angry. Sure. Um, but I had wires, I had machines all around me. Sure. 
and if and if he were to come in then and see me, it would have it, it would have thrown him for a loop. It wouldn't have been fair to him. Um, so we waited uh, until after I got back from Atlanta, and fam- the families came up. And um, I, I'll tell you, um, you know, it's it's it's. It's a weird way to find a great friend, friend and a great family, but you know, it's it's something that I wouldn't change. They are uh, the whole uh, the whole family is really, uh, really great and really special, and we've become close with them. I mean that uh, his his chapter in particular, you know, I found to be you know again just compelling and, and interesting and heartfelt. Um, and, and again, I can completely understand you wanting to reach out and make sure that he's okay. And again, I think you know, waiting until you got back and until you, you know, you were a little bit more into your recovery was certainly probably the best way to go with respect to that. Um, are you still in touch with Tyler now? Uh, definitely. Actually, I think the families are getting together, uh, Friday night for some dinner and, um, before he heads back down South, uh, for another uh, year of hockey in the SPHL. Oh, great. I'm going to have to, you know, find out who he's playing for and, and definitely look to give uh, that team a follow as well. Absolutely. Um, can you talk to us about your relationship and connection to Norwood High School and the sport of hockey in general today? Jeez, you know, this interview might stretch four or five hours, but... <laughs> I'll try. I'll, I'll try to keep it. Uh, sure. Try to keep it short. No, take your time. Um, so Norwood and Norwood High School. Um, you know, it, you know, people look at look at the injury from the outside and think, man, he's got it rough. But I am, I am, and I have been so lucky. You know, through this relation, uh, through this uh, uh, journey. You know, one, I was hurt right outside Boston. Um, so I had all the greatest healthcare in the world there for me to, you know, care for me. Um, but you know, I was hurt, you know, playing for a school, uh, in a town that is truly, you know, unlike any other. Um, and you know, immediately in those early days, right after I got hurt, I knew that I was not going to go through this journey alone huh. and that, and that Nora, Nora was there and, um, that the community was behind me, um, and they were going to be with me, you know, throughout it all. Um, and, and, and Nord high is the same way. I, uh, uh, the teachers, you know, the community up there, it's, um, it, it's, it's truly something special. And, you know, I haven't gotten this far to where I am today. Uh, with my spirits up high and you know my accomplishments alone it's really taken a village to get me to where i am today and that leads into you know the hockey community um you know this injury did not make me wish any ill on the game in fact i think my love for the game grew um you know we got messages from all over not just the state not just the region but the world huh. letting me know that, you know, if they played hockey once, if they played hockey for 50 years, that they were rooting for me and they were cheering for me. And, you know, it was, they were going to be there. Um, I got a message from the Greek national team, huh. from the Greece national team, letting me know that their support. That's great. And I think, you know, maybe this leads into Bergeron. You know, when I woke up, you know, four days after I got hurt, uh, there was a, there was a uh, black and gold 
jersey in, in my room and I'm looking at it right now it said you know to matt stay positive and what came with it was a handwritten note you know patrice was maybe 24 at the time took time out of his day to write a handwritten note let me know that you know that there's support and you know to you know, be patient and stay positive I have to tell you, I, I didn't play the game. You and I talked about this before the uh, the interview started. I can't even skate. But doing this podcast for the past three years, the hockey community is incredibly close-knit. It's incredibly tight. So everything that you've shared with me doesn't surprise me at all. And again, in reading your book, I mean, it, the outpouring of support for your for you and for your family from the town from the, the, the city, from the state. I mean, it, it's, again, just a remarkable book. I cannot say enough good things about it. Um, in, a, in an interview I heard um, a few months ago, you and, and you referenced it a little earlier in one of your responses, you said, this injury made me a better person. Can you please elaborate on that for me? Uh, yeah. It's, it's hard to pinpoint, you know, pinpoint what... Um, uh, you know, 15, when you get hurt, when you're 15 years old, you know, you're going a mile a minute. You're, you're coming into, you know, who you are. And, you know, you tend to be, you know, a lot about yourself um, at that age. And, you know, when I got hurt and over the last, you know, 10 years, I, I've realized how much relationships matter. And, um, you know, and it's, one of the things that you know we talk about. I have a lot of good days. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm upbeat. I'm uh, I'm happy, um, but bad days do come, mm. and it's that family. You know, it's the friends that you know make sure that they don't linger. Um, so I think you know one of the things that we've realized it's taking everything day by day, hour by hour. You know, if you're having a good day, keep it up. If you're having a good hour, keep it up. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, with that, you know, mindset, I've just become a better person. Sure. Um, uh, so it's hard to pinpoint, you know, what it is or was exactly. Um, but I, I know, and, uh, I know that it, it's true. Yeah. I mean, again, your never say quit attitude is, is certainly, again, very inspirational. And, and your story overall, I know I keep I sound like a broken record when I keep saying these things, but it's true. I mean, your story is so compelling. Um, I can't, again, uh, stress that to all of my listeners uh, to pick up this book and we'll get into how we can do that uh, shortly. Um, I heard that line change has become required summer, re- required summer reading for some high schools in your home state of Massachusetts. Is that true? Uh, yeah, and nice. it's um, it's been um, it, it was it was one of the coolest feelings. You know, I, I got a message back in April or May that someone read you know line change and passed along to another person, and it got way it made way to the uh, principal of a school up on the North Shore, um, and that they were going to make it the required summer reading uh, for the entire school. The first time they ever they've ever done that. Wow. Um, and at the end of August, I got to go up to the school and speak to the school. Oh, that's um, great. Which, which was amazing. And, you know, in most of my talks I give, no one really knows who I am. Sure. They don't, they don't really know the story, and they have, really have no idea what line changes. Uh, but what was so cool was that, you know, the folks, these folks 
red line change. Yeah. So they knew what it was. Yeah. So I, 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 instead of, you know, telling what I normally talk about it, I, I, I try to pick out like the three main points in line change, you know, facing adversity, dealing with change and you know, really living every day to the fullest. And, um, it was, uh, it, it was a day I'll never forget. Uh, I, 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 I didn't know what the crowd was going to be when I got up there. Um, and there were 1500 people in the crowd. That's double the, uh, Double the size I've ever spoken to. Wow. And, um, you know, I always do question and answer at the end, but there were probably we probably did 35 minutes of question and answer. People lining up, but they they read the book, and so the questions were just amazing. Amazing. Um, I I'm gonna uh, do what I can. You know, my the high school in the district where I work has a hockey team. They actually won the state championship uh, in '92 and 2012. I'm pretty tight with the coach, so I'm definitely gonna recommend that uh, his players, you know, pick up your book. And and I do work for again for a local school district, and I'll see what I can do to get them uh, to add line change to their uh, yeah. you know required summer reading too, just because it is so inspirational. Um, can you tell us more as we wrap up here, Matt? Can you tell us more about the Matt Brown Foundation. Yeah, I'm. Um, it, this is, um, you know, a project, and that's taking a very long to get to where it is, and um, a couple of roadblocks. But I'm, we, we were all set with the government. All the papers were passed in. Great. Uh, all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed. And now it's about. I just got to set up some banking. Um, but we are, you know, in the process of, you know, thinking of what fundraiser we want to do. You know, I, I mentioned uh, that uh, I've been you know, my running partner. I've competed in you know, the marathon and sure. road races. So, yeah. so the Falmouth Road Race is a big one I want to do. The Boston Marathon is something I really want to do. Um, you know, golf tournaments, comedy nights. Um, you know, really just see what we can do because sure. um, you know it's the benefit in sport those that have suffered uh, that have uh, suffered. Um, you know, spinal cord injuries and other uh, debilitating injuries. Right. Um, and one of the things that you know I've realized throughout my journey is that I know how important a support system is. Sure, I I know what it means to have people there in dire times. But throughout this journey, I've seen so many you know families that have faced the same stuff I faced, same stuff we faced, um, gone home and don't have a support system. Right. And that, yeah. That's that, got, that's got to be tough. That, it, that breaks my heart. Yeah. So that's where that's where you know we that's where we come in, and if they need a piece of equipment, um, you know, some guidance, some anything, that's where we want to come in and be able to help. It's time to get back. Well, that's absolutely phenomenal. So I I know the answer to these. I think I know the answer to these next two questions, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? You know, I, I've mentioned him a couple times. Yeah. Uh, now it has to be Patrice. You sure. Know, uh, what? Listen, I, I I think he is. I, I don't even have the words. He is sure. as great as a hockey player. He is he plays right. both ends of the ice. Um, you know, he can get up to seventy five points a year. His plus minus is always through the roof, and he is the definition of a two way forward, a guy that every single player in the NHL wants on his team. As great as he is on the ice, he goes above and beyond that off the ice. Mm. He has a he has a box at the garden um, that he brings um, individuals and families that are having rough times uh, with illnesses and 
our families just to get these just to get, let these kids escape you know sure. escape for three hours yeah give and, them a little bit of normalcy give them a little yeah, bit of uh, and, distraction and, and he brings them all down all down to the uh, you know underneath the garden he meets with them after the games and uh, I've been lucky enough to go down there you know a bunch it's, it's like catching up with a friend now sure. but to see that but to see the smiles he brings to these kids and it, these families um he's he's my role model he is 100 percent my role model a guy i look up to and i am truly truly lucky lucky to call him my friend yeah and um so i i think that was a layup with who my favorite <laughs> my favorite hockey player was gonna sure. be and your favorite professional team is obviously the Boston Bruins. That goes without yes, saying. Yeah, favorite okay. hockey team, Boston Bruins. Actually, I, so. I, a few years ago, more than a few years ago, Martin Luther King weekend, I came up with my brother-in-law, who's, as I told you, is from Marlboro. And I actually didn't mention this. His brother-in-law at the time was president of the Boston Firefighters Union. So uh, we had some good seats. We had some good times. The Bruins wound up winning uh, in a shootout. I want to say Chara was the one that wound up firing the winning shot but uh, wow. we had a great time you know up there and, and hopefully one of these days i can get myself back up to boston and hopefully we can connect you and I. i'd love to do that I'd love oh, to meet absolutely, you in person. absolutely. Be I, think, I think that'd be great uh one more question here before we get to how we can you know purchase the book and how we can follow you more on social media uh what's next for matt brown oh great question um, so I'm, I'm currently in, uh, my fifth class of my master's. Okay. Um, uh, I'm back at Stonehill going back to my master's in integrated marketing communication. Awesome. Um, where that leads, I, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, hopefully it, it'll definitely help with, you know, with, you know, getting the book to these, um, you know, trying to grow the book as far as we can get it sure. and, uh, and the foundation absolutely to, to as big as it can be. Um, um, and that, that goes into what else I, I hope this foundation you know what's next is you know really getting it uh, you know, on its feet and trying to grow it into something you know that can help a lot of people um, that's I think that's a big goal for the end of 2019 is getting everything set into you know really in 2020 uh, get its name far and wide I mean in addition to you know, resiliency and perseverance. I mean, I think selflessness definitely goes hand in hand with everything that you're all about. I mean, it's, it's all about giving back to others who, again, don't have the same support system, don't have the same access to, you know, facilities and equipment and, and, you know, connections. Uh, so I think it's great. So I've been fortunate enough to chat with Matt Brown. Matt Brown is co-author of Line Change, A True Story of Resilience in the Face of Adversity. I cannot stress this enough that you need to go out and pick up this book. Um, it's available uh, from Mascot Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Uh, the website is www.mattbrown3.com. And I follow him on Twitter at M jb underscore three and at matt brown underscore three on instagram is there anywhere else that we can get a hold of you matt I'm, i don't want you to give out your phone number or anything but no 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 i i think that's enough okay and, perfect um, and if, if you go to um if you go to uh, uh matt brown com, there is a connect uh you know you, you can connect um and, and send an email um, Great. so yeah 
And you are super responsive with the email, you know, hence our, you know, conversation tonight. I appreciate you, your flexibility and your understanding in terms of picking a date, picking a time, uh, you know, reviewing the questions and really taking what turned out to be about a little more than a half hour here, Matt. Um, and I could talk to you for hours. I mean, that, and that's the God's honest truth. Well, listen, I, I, I truly can't thank you enough for uh, inviting me and setting this up. I, uh, I, I really had a fun time and I'm, I'm going to remember it for a while. Uh, the pleasure was all mine, my friend. This is your boy, Trav. I've been, again, chatting with Matt Brown, uh, co-author of Line Change, A True Story of Resilience in the Face of Adversity. Matt, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. I know uh, we've got a little chill in the air, so while you're a pa- I'm assuming you're a Patriots fan, too. I mean, could, I know, and could, I'm, I'm could, sure that's going to turn many people away could, from me. Could Boston win any more things? I mean, it's ridiculous already, but you know what? Again, um, we have a chill in the air, which means it's football season, but that also means that hockey is right around the corner so um so i'm super stoked for that um and and again i hope to get up to boston at some point in the near future and we can connect um but again matt thanks so much for taking time out i wish you and your family nothing but the best uh in 2020 as we gear up for uh that new year in a couple of months and uh enjoy the rest of your evening and thanks again thank you uh it's my pleasure this is your boy trav and you are listening to hv pucks Overtime. Uh, hello there. Uh, this is uh, Happy Gilmore, and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast. Available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of HV Pucks Overtime. And if there are any topics you'd like me to address or guests you'd like to hear from, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you. You can also find me on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5 Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.